This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the American Pipeline Podcast, presented by Ben Jam McKenny Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Sydney Wolf from The Rink Live. Sydney, how are you doing? Doing good. It's been a busy week. I feel like we're in the playoffs now for a lot of different leagues, so things are definitely starting to uh, to pick up here a little bit. You've had your boots on the ground for the last couple weeks here. Like you're, it seems like every time we record, you're in a you're in a hotel covering some some type of, of tournament. Right now, you are covering the Minnesota State Boys High School tournament this week. First of all, awesome stuff. Hope you're having fun, um, and just kind of take us through sort of what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't do too many updates on like non-junior leagues, mm-hmm. but everybody loves the Minnesota High School Tournament, especially us Minnesotans. And I've seen so many people already tweet, you know, the crazy hockey hair and flow that some of the players. And the promposal. And the promposal that happened the other day, that was that was definitely that took some guts to do that for that kid. That was pretty cool. But it's just it's just an interesting thing within itself. It's always fun, and I know so many people that. You know, don't know too much about high school hockey, but they'll always tune into the the Minnesota State Tournament because it's always a ton of fun. So we're only like a a day and a half into it at the time of recording this, but it's been really fun already. I mean, there's definitely some players here that are Division One committed or are on the the central scouting list. So there's quite a few fun high level players to watch. I've already seen quite a bit of Jason Shagaby of Warroad, who's been on that list for for a while. he was pretty good, and it was kind of fun, a funny story. One of his teammates yesterday, Carson Pilgrim, had a had a hat trick, and he's actually his teammate's uncle in sort of a long, long story way. So that was kind of a funny like quote of the day. Um, but that was a really fun game, fun performance. Um, and then yesterday there was a goalie to Keaton Wallach who made 48 saves, and then after the game, his eye was all swollen, and apparently he got pink eye a couple days ago. So I don't know how you do that, just casually make almost 50 saves while, like, one of your eyes is, like, I don't know, not even, like, super good. So shout out. He killed it, even though that happened. So that was kind of wild. Um, And then we've had a bunch of, you know, commitment news and stuff, too. Obviously, this is a big week for for state. So some kids, I'm sure, want to, like, you know, have a really big week, commit somewhere, decommit somewhere. Well, it's the state tournament week. So Jake Fisher, another name that might pop up here for, for the upcoming draft this summer, he was committed to Northern Michigan and recently decommitted. So he reopened his recruiting. And it sounds like in, in a story that was written for the rink live that I read the other day, said he was taking visits to Denver and Notre Dame, uh, I think later after the tournament ends. So Denver, Notre Dame fans, you have a good player that might be coming your way. And then, uh, Today, too, a lot of just really good freshmen that I've seen, sophomores. It's been, a, it's been a really fun week so far, and I'm sure there's going to be even more craziness here happening over the next few days. Just first of all, just randomly getting pink eye is like such a high school thing to do. Like, it does I just, sound very high school, to be honest. And then playing with it, like just being like, oh, yeah, like Jared's got pink eye and he's still going to play, like that kind of thing. It's just. And if that, you're goalie, so like funny. you need your yeah. eyes, like you need to see like. Everything that is around you. So funny. Um, but yeah. great. Interesting. That's his Michael Jordan flu game. It's the pink eye game. You know, good for him. Um, so. 
seriously, like, dude, a goalie playing through pink eye. That's that's well, I think remarkable. people were confused. I think, you know, after the game, they they lost in overtime, even though he made so many saves. And I think some people thought, you know, oh, well, all players are emotional after these losses. Like maybe it's because, you know, you're crying or like you rubbed your eye or something. Maybe you got, I don't know, hit with a puck. You never know. But he's like, no, actually, I, I got pink eye a couple of days ago. And we we're like, oh, OK, well, I mean, that makes like, your performance even a, crazier. Also, so. take a step back, please. Like, you know, oh, OK, great. Ten out of ten. That is uh, that is extremely cool. All right. I want to do some USHL uh, news right here. Yeah, for sure. So we got a, a couple things happening. Not too much. It's a, it's a lot of the same players, obviously, being standouts here. But we did have some uh, tender news in the USHL. Green Bay tendered Liam Kilfoyle, who is another Canadian who's deciding to come through the NCAA path, which there's been a couple of big names, I feel like, recently tenders that are players that I think uh, other leagues were hoping they would get to or, or draft and now they're choosing to to take the ushl route but i feel like every couple of years it kind of just swings one way or the other way like some players will end up coming this way others then majority will go the other way like different leagues and stuff obviously everybody has different paths they want to do or if they want to play college hockey or not but liam kilfoyle 511 right now about 170 pounds he's from new brunswick uh played this year i believe he's playing in in america with uh, a Buffalo 16U team and with the Salisbury school, but he's still really young. He's a 07 birth year. So I'm not sure if they're assuming he's going to play with them like this next year. Uh, Cause he's really young still. So I don't know. I, I didn't know a ton about him, but uh, from what I saw people on Twitter, this seems like a pretty big tender, which is cool to see. Uh, but then in some not so surprising news, because we've talked about him so much, Jacqueline mm-hmm. Celebrini still just tearing it up. He has 40 goals now. No 16-year-old has ever scored 40 goals in the USHL. And we're not even at the end of the season. He has 71 points in 41 games. So he's just, like, increasing his craziness every single day. And I feel like every day he's breaking a new record. So he's, like, getting way past what players his age have done. And there's still games left to go. So he's just, like, climbing and climbing and climbing, which is really crazy. Um, But he's just tearing it up as usual, like he has been this whole year. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one other thing I saw just actually this morning was that Gavin O'Connell, who's a player who was recently committed to Minnesota Duluth. uh, I just saw he was wearing a Michigan state, like full outfit. And it looked like he was signing what looked to be like a a NLI. So it looks like he's flipping his commitment from UMD to Michigan state. Uh, So that was kind of interesting to note. Uh, He's originally from Minnesota, played for YZ high school, and then uh, the last year played for Waterloo in the USHL, had 24 points in 62 games. So not like crazy numbers, but uh, still pretty good. And then this year still playing for Waterloo, but increased his points uh, by by a couple and now has 32 points in 43 games. So definitely has done a little bit better. But he is 19, just turned 19 this spring. So I'm not sure if that means he's planning on going to and the NCAA here this next season, or if he plans to play one more season of the USHL still, we shall see. But that was a, a interesting commitment flip there from UMD to, to Michigan state. So interesting to see. I always want to know the, the backstories behind any, anytime someone flips, you know, someone uh, decommits and then commits somewhere else. I, I, I wonder what it is. You know, I yeah. Wonder. You know, I, I didn't really hear anything yet since it's just new news. If it's, you know, the school released him or if he wanted out of, out of it, I'm not really sure. I feel like there's, 
so many things. So I haven't heard yet if it's, you know, the school has plenty of guys already or if he maybe wanted to reopen his recruiting. Not sure, but uh, yeah, just interesting to see there going from one school to a different school and completely different conferences and all that stuff. Yeah, very interesting. All right, let's do some NCAA news. And there's a lot of like, there's just basically been a ton of like transactions really uh, because, you know, the NHL trade deadline passed and a lot of players in the American pipeline, you know, they have their rights uh, with NHL teams. So to start off, Nikita Nesterenko's rights. Um, it's funny because on the show, I accidentally called him Nikita Nesterov, uh, <laughs> who has not played in the NHL for a very long time. Um, so this is a different person. Nikita Nesterenko's rights were uh, were traded from Minnesota Anaheim as part of the John Klingberg trade. And uh, this is, uh, you know, this is a very interesting little prospect we got here. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Uh, and at first, I think fans were like, why are we trading away, you know, a, a prospect's signing rights, but it sounds like from what I heard on Twitter, uh, Nestorenko probably wasn't planning on signing with Minnesota. So it didn't really seem like it was a big deal that they sort of traded away his rights to someone else. Cause it sounded like he wasn't probably planning on going to Minnesota. Um, but for him, he's been doing pretty fine in, in the NCAA, but he's not like a huge high level prospect. It's not like you're trading away, like the signing rights to like a huge, like, top level player who's got really crazy production or anything. So I wasn't really like super surprised seeing this. He's a junior at Boston college. So we'll see uh, if he plans on, you know, signing after this year or not, not sure, but he's had his best year yet so far. He's got 34 points in 35 games, so almost a point per game pace. Um, but typically more of his points come from assists. So I don't really know. I don't really know to think about this prospect that much, but his uh, his rights were were traded from one team to another. So we got a couple of those this past week. Absolutely. Yeah, we got another one uh, in Arvid Hendrickson. And this was kind of another one, too, that I also wasn't really surprised by just because this is another player that is kind of struggled in, in college hockey. Um, so Hendrickson is a, a – pretty big guy he's a six foot five right-handed defender so really big dude uh was originally drafted in the seventh round so he wasn't like a super high level mm. draft prospect and he's 25 so he's like oh. pretty old for college hockey and get this he's also in the transfer portal so he's looking to play possibly another year of college um which would be funny because he would be like turning 26 <laughs> in his final year of, of college which is that's insane that's not that shouldn't be allowed but I was kind of surprised just to see that his rights are traded just because I don't really know if this is going to be even be a pro player because throughout his four years of college at Lake Superior State, he's only had, what is it, nine total points and one goal. So he really hasn't had, you know, points production. He's still a big defenseman. So maybe if you're looking for somebody who's more of like a just a big defensive defenseman, maybe that's what you're going for. Um, but his rights were traded as part of like a way bigger deal with a bunch of different moving parts. So I'm not even going to gonna list those, but we'll see if he plans on actually transferring somewhere or if his rights are traded now, he's going to try to play pro after this year. I don't really know. But as of now, he is no longer a Montreal prospect. He's a San Jose prospect. So interesting. Look at that. 26 years. Old. Like that's like I, I turned 27 in February, but like that's like me playing college hockey still. That's, I can't even fathom that. Yeah. So, like, I feel like you see some of those 23, 24 and you're like, okay, like you're probably going to be close to graduating. And I just saw, and he turned 25 last month. So if he is in the transfer portal and wants to play somewhere else next year, he'll be a 26 year old fifth year, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, is, okay. which is kind of funny. Very cool. All right. We got some NHL, AHL deals 
to do with uh, some some guys in the the, the pipeline, American pipeline, if you will. Starting with Anton Malmstrom, uh, Malmstrom, sorry, Malmstrom, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, he signed ELC with St. Louis, but he's and he's reporting though to a like their HL affiliate in Springfield. But you know, big guy to get an ELC out of college, big one. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of signings here now, just because there's a, a couple of college teams here now that we're in the They're, middle of. Yeah playoffs and stuff if your team isn't advancing and you already know you're not going to make the national tournament your season's over now so there's plenty of players who are you know on their way to signing and I'm sure over the next few weeks we're going to get more and more of those uh so we'll have to be on the watch for some of those high level prospects which it might take a little longer if they're on good teams because obviously they're probably going to be playing throughout the postseason for a little bit longer but yeah, we got Anton Malmstrom. He just signed a, a ELC, but it sounds like he's going to go to to the AHL. Uh, Will Smolik of Bemidji State had a had a really good season this year, and he just signed a, another entry level contract with with the Flyers. So that was a big one. Uh, Corson Kulemans, which is a player a lot of people were hyped about, he played for Wisconsin. He just signed a, also an entry level contract with Columbus. Uh, and that made a lot of sense to me just because Wisconsin recently uh, uh, let go of their head coach just within this past week here. Uh, so I feel like a lot of those Wisconsin players, if they're drafted, are probably going to be looking to sign if they can. Or possibly they, there might be some transfers coming out of Wisconsin and a lot of prospects, too. We'll see if any of them decommit and recommit somewhere else. So I wasn't really surprised to see Kuhlman's, you know, sign, mm -hmm. take his deal. Um, and then a couple of other ones, too. We got a couple of players going to be doing some tryouts in, in the AHL. Union's goalie Connor Murphy is going to be uh, on technically a tryout with Calgary's AHL team, the Wranglers. And Neil Shea of Sacred Heart uh, also will be doing the same, but just for the Chicago Wolves. So we've had quite a few. There's probably going to be a ton, a ton more. And I would love to talk about all of the ECHL ones, but there was way too many Just to list. So many. Yeah. So if I did, it would probably take up the entire show, but you can always look up on Twitter. There's been a ton of them um, because there's a lot of college guys that are going to look to to get started in, in the pro realm and they're going to look to get their start in the ECHL. So there's a ton of them. You should go look them up if you're interested, but there was just, I tried typing them out and it took up like half a page on a Google doc. So I was like, you know what? That's, I can't name all of them, but mm -hmm. uh, there's some interesting ones if, if you look them up online. Absolutely. And also, look, it, it, let's say union goalie uh, Connor Murphy. Let's say he he makes it to the NHL. He must he will likely become the what is it? Fifteen hundredth player to have the name Connor Murphy and play in the NHL. I pretty, feel like pretty generic name. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've just seen a like there's one there's one on Chicago right now. I feel like there's been a million of them in the past. It's just one of those names that always always, uh, uh, you know, just seems to land in the NHL. There's always one or two, you know, just bouncing around. Anyway, There's a lot of Connor Murphy's and not a lot of Carson. Carson spelled Corson Kuhlman's. Yeah, cool. There might be Kuhlman, but plural. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> all right, Brendan Studioso, uh, another really cool name. Um, Neil got called up to D1 Arizona State, and he did pretty good in his in his debut. This is an interesting story. Yeah, this was one I just wanted to mention because this is really rare that you see a player get called up from the ACHA like club team. So like it's it's college hockey, but it's not, you know, like Division One, Division Three. It's Division One ACHA like club hockey. So those players don't it's not the same as regular Division One uh, for anyone that's, you know, not familiar with it. It's just a whole different kind of entity in itself. But he got called up from that Arizona State team to play with like the, the regular D1 team. 
And he scored a goal in his first game with them. So I thought that was really impressive that you go from, you know, that level and then immediately make the jump and you do really good in your first game. So he had uh, really good points in, in the ACHA, but it's just an entirely different thing. So I didn't really know how he was going to do, um, but he got a goal in his first game. So that was pretty cool because I feel like that's pretty rare. You see players uh, A, make that jump and B, if they do, you know, succeed after doing so. Yeah, he's an older guy, 23, you know, late bloomer maybe. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, all right. What is Sydney's, or who I guess, is Sydney's player to watch of this week? Yeah, this week, uh, player to watch, Liam McClinsky, I believe is how you say his name. He's been really great for Holy Cross this year, which isn't a program I feel like I hear people talk about that much because they're normally not like a huge top level team. Um, but he transferred last year from Quinnipiac. He barely played for Quinnipiac last year, last year like just a couple of games. Um, but he's a 6'3 forward, like I said, barely played last year, transferred to Holy Cross this year, and now has 21 points in 36 games, including 17 goals. So a lot of goals in that total. And then this past weekend in, in one of their playoff series against AIC, who has been kind of like the reigning champion in Atlantic hockey for a long time a couple of years now he had five goals over three games just lit it up I guess this past week and decided to have just a crazy weekend uh and then that, that helped push Holy Cross and passed AIC and upset them in in their conference playoffs over those three games they lost the first game won the next one and then won the final one in overtime so that was really huge for Holy Cross and he's just been a great pickup for their team a great addition to their squad uh, but they play RIT this weekend, so that's going to be kind of a, a hard one to get past. Absolutely. All right. And we got some Richter Award finalists finally revealed. We talked about favorites. We've talked about not, you know, like the uh, the potential sort of like candidates. Now we got the actual finalists here, and it's headlined by maybe the best goalie prospect in like in definitely in college hockey, but yeah. potentially other than Askarov, like maybe in hockey in general. Uh, Devin Levi, uh, and then, you know, there are two others. Yeah, so obviously Levi's been great, and he was great last year, so people are like, can he do it again? Can he can he get this again? So we'll see. He he made the top three. He's playing for Northeastern. He's a, he's a Buffalo prospect. We've already talked about him plenty. So obviously he's a, a really good prospect to have in this top three and definitely possible to win this again. And then you have Quinnipiac's Yaniv Peretz, who I think is also a really, really good goalie. Quinnipiac has been, I think it's number two or number one for the past couple of weeks. Usually it's been Minnesota at one, but they've been receiving votes for the number one team in the nation. So he's been doing really good for them. And then you have Michigan Tech's Blake Pietala, which was kind of, uh, he's been really good too, but I didn't kind of know who was going to get that third spot. I knew it was going to be Peretz. I knew it was going to be Levi. Uh, and then he gets kind of that third spot in those top three finalists. And honestly, all all three of these goalies are really good. So we'll just have to wait and see kind of um, who ends up getting the award. Absolutely. All right. We got some transfer news uh, or some transfer portal news to round out our news section here. Why don't you run us through a couple things before we hit um, our next team? Yeah, so there's not really a ton of big-name players in the portal quite yet, but it started to really explode um, just because player seasons are over, some of them. So players are starting to put their name in the transfer portal. I said last week we were going to have the transfer portal list up. We do have our transfer portal list up as of the day we're recording it now on the Rink Live um, with stats and stuff if you want to you know, do a deep dive at all and see who's kind of in there right now. Um, there's, like I said, not really a ton of big names in there right now, but uh, there probably will be in the coming weeks. So we'll see. It's just a fun 
you know, mysterious thing people like mm. to know about. Absolutely. All right. Let, we are now into the Atlantic division in our sort of team roundups of American pipeline prospects. And we're starting with both, I guess, sort of, uh, uh alphabetically and the team that is at the top of the Atlantic division has been throughout the entire season, the Boston Bruins. Uh, and let's start off with Trevor, Trevor Kunter, Kunter. I assume it's yeah. Kuntar, but okay. Trevor Kuntar from Boston college, third round pick in 2020. Yeah. So we got quite a few uh, teammates actually on this list. So maybe Boston just unintentional. Yeah. We got three <laughs> Boston colleges guys and then two Minnesota Duluth guys just right after each other. And then two yeah. Providence College guys. Holy I like smokes. to list them together because sometimes they even played with each other. So yeah. it's kind of just easy to say that. But I guess maybe unintentionally or maybe intentionally. I don't maybe. know. But uh, yeah, so Trevor Kuntar, six foot forward. He was a he was a third round pick back in 2020. He's currently the third line center for, for Boston College. I've heard his shots pretty heavy. And uh, he had really good USHL stats when he played in there, about a point per game. And he's kind of had nice progression, honestly, every year he's played college hockey. He first had just like 10 points, then he had 20. Now he's at like 29. So it seems like he's just getting better and better every year, which you love to see it because some players, you know, kind of just peak and flatten out. But he's done better and better every year. He's a junior doing really good. Uh, his dad also played a little bit in the NHL as a goalie. So he's got some, you know, family, family hockey players and, and relatives going on. Pretty good. All right. The next Boston College fella uh, is, is Kuntar's linemate, as you said, um, Oscar Yelvik. And this is a, a Swedish player here. Mm -hmm. He's he's his linemate on the left wing. So five foot 11, fifth round pick back in 2021. Swedish player uh, did some some World Junior Cup type stuff. He actually just turned 20, like very recently when I was looking up uh, his stats. He's a freshman at Boston College, so he's still got plenty of career ahead of him. He played, I think it was all of his juniors in, in Sweden. So we I don't really, you know, have stuff to compare to for their leagues. Uh, but so far this year, he's done pretty well. He has four goals and 13 assists so far this season. So not too shabby there for points for your first year in the NCAA. And, uh, you know, third line left wing, pretty good numbers for a freshman. I think he'll shape up uh, after, you know, a couple of years of college should be a, a nice prospect. Fifth round pick. Not bad. Not bad value there. Um, all right. And then rounding out the the Boston College trio here, we got Andre Gasso. Yeah, and this is another player that I think has had uh, some other relatives linked on their page as well, some hockey players there. But he's on the first line, actually. So this is a different line player at Boston College. He's the first line right wing. And he plays with Nikita Nesterenko, who we just talked about earlier in the show, and then Cutter Gauthier, who everyone knows about because he was recently drafted, really good player. Uh, but Andre is a big guy, six foot four, 215 pounds, so some really good size there. Was a seventh round pick in 2021, so not not super high there, but he's uh, not technically the biggest uh, uh, points producer, but that's not necessarily his his role on the team, especially when you're playing with Cutter Gauthier, when he can, you know, score really easily. I, this guy definitely brings some size, I think, to that line. Uh, but he's got 26 points in his freshman year at BC. So, again, pretty good points for being a freshman. That's pretty cool. Uh, and he also played a little bit with with the NTDP. So I think kind of like we just talked about with, with Yelvik, I think, you know, give him a couple years of college, he's going to be a nice prospect as well. Absolutely. All right. Moving on from Boston College to Minnesota Duluth. <clears throat> we have Quinn Olson, uh, third round pick from 2019, uh, leading the charge here. 
Yes, one Olsen, I actually just got to watch this past weekend when they played uh, St. Cloud State, and he looked really good. That Those couple of games, I, I felt bad because he was scoring on St. Cloud quite a bit. But he was, a, like you said, third-round pick a couple of years ago. He's from Calgary, six-foot forward. He's 21, and he's currently playing on, on the second line left wing last I checked. Uh, again, not like the flashiest points, but pretty good. 22 points in 34 games, so not too shabby, especially for a Duluth team that's been kind of up and down this year and he's kind of on track for his his best season yet so he's a senior we'll see if he's one of those players who's going to try and utilize a fifth year here at the end of the season very cool all right his teammate cole spicer from minnesota duluth yeah this is a, a new player from minnesota duluth so he's currently the fourth line center but he's a freshman so that was kind of expected uh he kind of joined last minute because from what i remember he was a, a north dakota guy but then ended up flipping his commitment to Duluth kind of last minute because he's originally from Grand Fork. So that's where UND is and all that stuff. Uh, but he was a fourth round pick this past year, five foot 10 center. He's really young. Um, I think that's why some schools weren't so sure about him is bringing in, you know, an 18 year old can be hard in the NCAA, but he did play on the national team. So that shows that he's really talented, not a ton of points yet this year, six and 29, but again, he's really young. Um, and looking at his stats, too, it looks like his first year in the NTDP, it kind of took him a year to adapt. And then that second year, he did a lot better. So I assume that's going to be the same in college. He'll have you know, an OK first year, but hopefully he'll be able to come back his second season and just be all around better. You would hope so. All right. Now we're moving over to Harvard, you know, Boston, Harvard. It's all connected here. Uh, Mason Langenbrunner. Yeah, this is a fifth round pick back from 2020. Another bigger guy. It looks like Boston definitely has a, a couple of big, big dudes on this list here. Uh, 6'3 right-handed defenseman. His dad uh, played professionally for a long time. So again, a couple players on this list too that have quite a few family hockey players. Uh, he played high school hockey here in Minnesota. So Minnesota product. Uh, he's 20 years old. Again, not the biggest uh, points guy, but he'll get some good assists every once in a while. This year as a freshman, though, he hasn't really had many points. I think he has like one goal in 28 games or something. So, again, we'll sort of see if this freshman year he just kind of gets used to the NCAA, comes back, and hopefully is able to kind of just increase on that next year. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to Mason, another Mason here, Mason Lowry. Lowry. <laughs> I think it might be – I was Lowry? trying to it would probably phonetically be Lowry, right? like Lowry, but – Low ride. Well, it's L O H R E I. Yeah. So low, low ride, low <laughs> So he's another big guy. Surprise, surprise. Six foot four, uh, just over 200 pounds, left handed defenseman. We've actually talked about him on the show before. I think he was one of my players to watch a couple weeks ago. So we've already been, we've already known about him. Uh, but he's 22. He's a sophomore. He had really good uh, numbers in the USHL in his final year. And now he's got 28 points in 27 games. So doing really well for points production as a defenseman. And he's actually third in, in total points on the team in scoring and is the top defender in points for Ohio State. So he's been really, really good. Uh, so we'll see sort of if he decides to come back another year or if he's going to try to turn pro after the season. Not quite sure. And one day we'll learn how to pronounce his name. Um <laughs> All right, we got Ty Gallagher from Boston University. Now they love to just pick from, like pick close, huh? Like they close to home here. Uh, another guy close to Boston, Boston University, uh, seventh round pick in twenty twenty one. 
Yeah, so uh, six-foot right-handed defender. He's from Michigan. Is kind of more of a playmaker guy from from what I read. Not as much of a, of a goal scorer, but sometimes you're looking for those playmaker-type guys uh, because he has 20 points in 24 games as a sophomore, but 17 of those points are all assists. So it looks like he's looking to just set up his teammates a lot, which is definitely a role that uh, teams need to fill sometimes. He also was an NTDP guy and scored goals a little bit more when he was playing on the national team, but now is kind of just more of that playmaker, uh, dish it to your teammate type of guy. Very cool. All right, we got Riley Duran from Providence College here. Uh, you know, second line center for them, sixth round pick in 2020. Yeah, last I checked, he was hurt. I think he's been out a couple of games, so hasn't played super recently, but I don't think it was something that was like, it didn't take away his whole season or anything. He still played like 27 games or something like that and had 19 points in those games. So doing, doing pretty good, uh, was a world junior cup guy, uh, a year ago now, however long ago that was. Uh, but he had five points in five games during that. So he had good produ points production there. He's six foot two, uh, six round pick. And I assume he'd have more points this season, but he's been hurt recently. So we'll see. Absolutely. All right. We're coming to the end of the list here. Close. Uh, we got three more here, starting with Philip Zvedebak. Yeah, this is an interesting goalie prospect here. He's the starting goalie for PC, uh, fourth round pick in 2021. A Swedish guy. Uh, he's six foot four. So he's also got that height that people like to see in goaltenders nowadays. Played a little bit uh, World Juniors for Sweden, just just a tad. Uh, but this year he's sitting at around a, a 0.906 save percentage in 31 games. Um, and around 2.28 goals against. So he's just a freshman. I assume he'll be back for next year. Very cool. All right. Then we got Jake Schmaltz. <clears throat> Sorry, seventh round pick from 2019. Yeah, so he's currently playing at North Dakota. He's a six foot two forward. He's currently playing uh, center on the third line. He had a pretty good freshman season, but hasn't really had the same points production this year as a sophomore. He had 24 points last year, and now he only has nine this season. So I'm not sure if that's just because North Dakota is a very different looking team this year. That could definitely be part of it. Uh, but he had good numbers in the USHL. We'll sort of see what he does next year since I assume he'll be back. Uh, and then the other schmaltzes that you hear a lot, Nick and Jordan, are his cousins. So, again, mm. some hockey player family. Of course. It's always connected. Uh, and then finally, before the sun completely envelops my face here, um, is Dustin McFowl from Clarkson, uh, sixth round pick in 2018. Yeah, six foot two left-handed defender. He played actually in the OJHL for a while and, and didn't have any like crazy numbers necessarily. Uh, and then went to Clarkson for college and has never really put up more than nine points in a season. So definitely not a points guy. And it's really rare he scores goals, but he is a captain. So I assume that means he's a good leader, probably a good guy to have in the locker room. And he's currently playing uh, as, a, as a third line defender. So we'll kind of see what happens with his career. Not really sure what to expect there. All right. Well, that rounds out the Boston Bruins and the show for this week. Um, so thank you for listening, everybody. You can go find the show on its own feed now on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere you, you would love to find them. Also at THN.com slash podcast where you can find <clears throat> excuse me, this episode and then any other episodes of our past podcasts um, on the entire THN network. You can find them there. Sydney, this was lovely. Can't wait to see what happens next week.